prioritization is pretty easy. It's who's shouting the loudest and who's the most important that's shouting, answer those people first. But when it's you shouting at yourself and you're giving yourself 30,000 different orders, it can be really hard to know what to do next and what is really the most important. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to Escape the 9 to 5. Welcome to another of our Escapees episodes of Escape the Rat Race Radio, a shorter, punchier insight into some of our members' stories since they took the leap of faith and sacked their boss. Now, every two weeks, I'll be bringing you interviews with leading authors, entrepreneurs, personal development coaches, and marketing experts to the show, as always. But in between, you'll now also get the opportunity to hear from people who may seem a little more within reach of where you are right now. Members of the Escape the Rat Race community who have been attending our events since we launched in 2015, working with myself and our mentors, but most importantly, working hard on themselves and picking a lane upon which to focus. Now, I will be breaking down their story today into three parts, where they were, where they are now and where they want to get to. I'll be asking them if they can remember the date that they set as their Escape the Rat Race day. And if you don't already have a date written down somewhere for yourself, let me challenge for you now to do so. State your intention, write it down and put it in a drawer somewhere. You might just surprise yourself when you find it again in a year or two's time. Okay, let's do this. Our next escapee coming up. So hi, Tom. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Thank you for having me. And uh, sorry, this is our second attempt at this call. A few uh, gremlins in the system. Uh, uh, no problem at all. So why don't we kick things off, Tom, and you let everyone know what business you're in and what specifically that involves on a day-to-day basis. So my job title on LinkedIn is a YouTube rainmaker, which is a totally made up <laughs> bit of marketing speak. But uh, in real terms, I'm a, a YouTube consultant. Uh, that helps people to grow their YouTube channels, get more views, more subscribers, uh, more leads, and ultimately make a business from YouTube. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Cool. So we split today's uh, interview into three parts, Tom. So part one, where you were. So um, would you let our listeners know where you used to work and what you used to do? Yeah, so I originally uh, ran the YouTube channels for the BBC here in London totally blagged my way into a job there had no youtube experience um, but i had been working for the company for their sales division uh, for the last five years so i knew the content i knew the contacts luckily i had a very strong network within the company so i managed to blag uh, a job running the bbc's youtube channels i had never uploaded a single video uh, in my life i managed to kind of learn the buttons that you needed to press uh, in the first few days and then really I've been trying to master the platform for the last seven years really so um, I worked my way up uh, to leading the whole YouTube operation after about five years so launched the official Doctor Who YouTube channel that's now at a million subs I launched the official Sherlock channel took the official Top Gear channel from 750,000 subscribers to 3.5 million in just a year uh, and then uh, after a while, uh, I joined another company called Endemol, who are the uh, the largest uh, independent TV production company in the world. They make stuff like Big Brother and Deal or No Deal, MasterChef, uh, a lot of kind of big TV formats. Um, so I was brought in to be their head of audience development, which is basically um, 
anything that's audience facing. So that was YouTube and social media. So turned around a couple of their YouTube channels that, that weren't doing so well. A uh, big example would be the official Mr. Bean channel. I'm sure a lot of you know, your audience would have heard of Mr. Bean. He's, you know, well-known all around the world. Um, that channel was doing about 10 million views a month, which to most people, you know, sounds a lot and it is a lot. Um, but it was kind of uh, at the bottom. It was kind of the worst per- it performed for a number of years uh, and I managed to turn it around with, with some of the strategies that I implemented and within nine months that was doing like 110 million views a month wow, so that sounds a little bit like Tom you know in a way sounds a little bit like my career and uh, you know you actually you know you enjoyed what you were doing for a long period of time you're successful and uh, at what point then did you realize that you didn't want to work for somebody else any longer and what were some of the first steps that you took about changing your situation yeah, you know, it was a dream job. And, you know, to anyone kind of working in the industry, I'd, I'd reached the top of the industry. But I think I'd pretty much decided that I didn't want to, you know, work for someone else before I'd even started that job. But, you know, I can, it sounds strange, but I can remember the day like it was yesterday because um, I returned from maternity leave. Paternity leave? Yeah, paternity leave. So um, I'd had a couple of weeks off after the birth of my, my first son. And, um, my wife, I'd left my wife at home with the baby, you know, three weeks old in a flat up the stairs. It was quite a traumatic birth. Uh, you know, there's no way she was getting up and down those stairs. She was told she wasn't even allowed to like lift a vacuum cleaner, you know, you know, and I'd had to do uh, a 90 minute commute each way. And it was just soul just, it was soul destroying that day. It was so tough. And I sat down at my desk and I just like so depressed, just like I cannot do this for the rest of my life i could not it wasn't only the commute but you know i just can't work for the man for the rest of my life so that day i gave myself five years uh, to build something uh, for myself at that point i had no idea what you know i wasn't working on youtube at that point but i knew that i had to do something so i gave myself five years and i missed that by six months still yeah well so you set that goal so so what was it and, and when was it that you really settled upon a decision as to what exactly you were going to focus on to generate additional money outside of a job so that you could actually quit yeah so i'd um i'd been following the likes of you know like pat flynn and uh the guys over the tropical mba uh, for a couple of years since i think 2010 something like that so i'd already kind of been what people would call a entrepreneur, you know, I've been researching about passive income and making income, side income, making money online, stuff like that. And um, didn't really know what what path to take. It became pretty apparent to me once I started working for the YouTube team at the BBC that there wasn't really a resource for people like me that were just getting started out with YouTube, either professionally or just starting their own channel to go to, to learn, like, how on earth do you grow a YouTube channel? How on earth, like, what, what, how should you make the thumbnails, which are the kind of little images that you upload for a video? How should you title a video? What kind of description should you give it? Like, how often should you upload? So I decided to scratch my own itch and build a resource for people that were wanting to learn how to take their YouTube channels to the next level, basically. And so that was what I decided. It probably took me about a year to take any action on that. Uh, you know, an absolute king of the procrastinators. So it took me probably six months to a year to actually take action. After you did take action then, what were some of the critical decisions that you had to make or some of the parameters that you set yourself to help you decide when exactly was going to be the right time for you to quit? And can you remember your escape the rat race date, Tom? Oh, yeah, I remember the date very, very well. But to go back a step, my thought process was I'll build an audience and I'll monetize later. 
And anyone listening to this today, please don't do that. You know, I think I could have really sped up the process if I had started to release products and do more affiliate marketing early on. So if you're listening to this, I definitely say monetize from day one if you can and don't train people that everything's going to be free, which is pretty much what I did. So it took me a while to build that audience. And one of the reasons that I left the BBC was because there was kind of a conflict of interest of me working on my own business and running their channels. And I made it very clear to my new employer, you know, even in the first interview, I'm running my own business. If that's a problem, just end the interview now. And they kind of saw the entrepreneurial benefit of having an employee with that kind of um, skill set, but also, you know, someone who's hungry and wants to wants to better themselves. So um, after a while, I... You know, again, I was, I was really happy at the job, but I kind of felt like I, I was kind of just floating, not really getting, you know, taking the next step. So I gave myself a year and said, you are leaving on this date, no matter what. So you better get your button gear and start really generating some revenue or at least building the foundations that revenue will start to come in. Wow. And what was that date then that you, uh, you said goodbye? Well, the, that date is actually this January that's about to <laughs> that's about right. to come right so I actually pulled the trigger um earlier so my last date was the uh 4th of June mm-hmm. uh so I'm pretty new escapee shall we say so yeah I'm about I'm about three months in today I'd say fantastic okay so that moves us nicely into part two where are you now so Tom how long ago was it now since quite quit the rat race well you've just answered that so uh, <laughs> you are you are fresh and so can you share with us three of the biggest realizations in that short space of time that you've had since transitioning from being an employee to becoming a business owner what are some of the three biggest for you yeah for me without doubt the absolute biggest realization is you think you're going to have so much more time you know i've had a to-do list in evernote as long as my arm some of the stuff on that to-do list has been since I first ever installed Evernote four or five years ago, and it's never been done. And I assumed that after two days, I would have gone through that list and will, you know, be starting to really dig in. But you just don't have the, the time that you thought because the old everyday crud that you're kind of dredging through is just replaced by new stuff. So new stuff just gets added to the to-do list all the time. So without doubt, the biggest realization is you don't have as much time as you want to. And that really leads into my second realization that prioritization or at least self-prioritization is really, really hard because, you know, coming from the corporate world, you need to get that report to me by next week. You've got a monthly report to create. You know, there's a, a schedule to keep to. You have a, a bi-weekly meeting. You know, the prioritization is kind of handed to you on a plate to a certain extent. You know, I was working with a lot of autonomy, but still, you know, there were kind of set deadlines and expectations that people expected certain results by. So prioritization was pretty easy. You know, it's who's shouting the loudest and who's the most important that's shouting answer those people first but when it's you shouting at yourself and you're giving yourself 30,000 different orders it can be really hard to know what to do next and you know what is really the most important and thirdly I think is kind of a blessing and a curse is that you know the main reason for me wanting to to leave and start my own business is so that I could work from home and spend more time with my family which is you know that's my why is don't miss my boy's karate gradings or sports day or parents evening or nativity play whatever it is but the flip side of that is I've left the rat race smack bang in the middle of the school holidays. <laughs> and there's a certain guilt with having to say to your kids, right, now I can't play with you now because daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's got a call. You know, I can't come with you to the barbecue because, you know, I've got a video to publish, something like that. So 
really things that I wasn't expecting because, you know, I know that I knew that money was going to be a challenge starting off, but that's not a surprise because, you know, I'm always going to worry about money no matter how much I've got of it. But these other, these, these other kind of factors were stuff that I just wasn't really expecting. Yeah, no, that's really, really good points there. Really, uh, I think very much uh, you've hit the nail on the head in that you don't know until you take that jump just what it's going to be like. I mean, you can read as many books, but I had exactly the same experience in that that first day when you wake up and you're like, hey, I'm the boss of me. It's like what you've been dreaming of for so long. And actually you realize, wow, actually it's pretty difficult to work out like what actually I need to focus on. And as you say, when you haven't got anyone like beating you to get stuff done, it's like you can procrastinate all day long and that can happen for weeks and months. And some people, you know, they just really, really struggle with that. And that's why I found actually now working at co-working spaces and getting out of the house almost feels like you're getting up to go to a job. But the thing is, you're in control. You decide when you get into the office. But that routine actually is something you really miss when you don't have that structure of of the nine to five. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to have to try and you know, get into town and get into the centre one day a week at least. Not only just to make sure I'm getting stuff done, but also just, you know, my world has gone from an office of, you know, thousands of people to my office, yeah. which is my kids' old playroom, which is a tiny little box. Yeah. Also something that's really strange that I did you know I didn't realise is that, you know, this is a big goal of mine that I've been working towards for five years at least and been dreaming of even longer than that. But you expect there's gonna be like a massive I can't even describe it. You, you might feel it. You might realize what I'm saying, but you expect the first day there to be this just kind of like, I don't know. It's like you're breathing different air, but it's it's not. You just kind of have to get on with it. So it's almost like life just goes on. Nothing's really changed. It's just that now your job is for yourself. You're working for yourself. It's almost like you haven't got time to sit and smell the roses. Like you've got a job to do. You've got work to do. And, you know, you've got, you've got to put food on the table now. So, you know, don't sit there, you know, being proud of yourself now go out and really kind of prove yourself yeah and and for those listening who maybe you know are approaching this i would say this is where the value of having the right network of people around you so that you're not just jumping as you say from one very structured busy environment lots of other team members to just suddenly waking up working from a room at home because that can really mess with your head and get take a long time to really adjust to that so when you've got a good network when you've got mentors as well who you can call up in those early days and say look you know what the hell should I be doing? Then that's so important. So part three, where you want to get to, Tom, did you set yourself any goals or targets when you decided to leave your job and start your own business? I know it's early days, but have you got close to reaching any of those yet? I kind of hit some of them in the early days, but the, the thing is that I learned very early on that I the business model that I thought I would be kind of growing, that, you know, that idea changed within like two weeks. It was like, that's not the business I want to grow. And I need, I actually took a really tough decision to stop working with a, a very big client that was covering all of my costs. It was very financially secure. And I took the the kind of another jump to basically say, you know, I'd rather ha- take the financial risk in the short term to build the business that I want to build long term so that I don't have to kind of reverse engineer it later and try and kind of back out of the business that I've built. So for the first couple of months, I did hit the kind of goals that I'd set. But now I feel like this month I've kind of started again, again. So, uh, yeah, so the kind of goals that I've set, I've had to adapt kind of as as my my kind of vision for the business has changed. But what I, what I feel is really important is that I feel like I'm really laying the foundations now to build something special and build something that's going to have a legacy and, you know, help a lot of people other than just me. Yeah, fantastic. And do you feel now that you've got greater potential to achieve your bigger life goals now that you've got more control over your time? Yeah, absolutely. So 
really for me, you know, this was my goal was to be able to work from home. So, I, you know, I don't need to be the next Richard Branson, Warren Buffett, whoever it may be. I just need to make it work now and let it be sustainable and then beyond and beyond. But above that, yes, I'm very ambitious. Um, I've always been ambitious. I've always wanted to, to achieve something. And I kind of feel that I do have something to offer a large amount of people. You know, YouTube is a massive, massive market. And obviously I'm not going to reach everyone. And there are a lot of other kind of fellow YouTube experts that luckily I'm good friends with. But I do feel I've got something else to say and something to add to to that audience. So, yeah, I think now I'm in a position to be able to speak freely, to do it in a way that I want to build a business that, that suits me and the audience, but also my family and the way that I want to raise my kids and spend time with my wife and kids. So yeah, I think having, having this freedom and being away from the kind of conflict of interest that I've had in the past, because what I would do is I'd create these products, you know, but then I'd be scared to promote them. Cause I'd say, Oh, what if my boss sees this on LinkedIn or, you know, what if, what if my boss finds out that I'm kind of order in YouTube channels behind, you know, behind their back or whatever. Now that I have the freedom to, you know, you know, really own what I'm doing and go kind of 100% on it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that comes up a lot, actually, conversations with members about this conflict of starting a business alongside having a job and, and LinkedIn in particular. It's like, well, you know, how, how do I approach that? Do I have two profiles? Do I kind of mix up what I'm doing? And then what if my boss sees it? So that comes up quite a lot. So um, what's the one most important thing that you believe is going to help you to really build upon your success over the next 12 months, Tom? I think you've already touched on it. And it's definitely my network. You know, I've got really good industry contacts. I know kind of all of my competitors that, you, you know, other people might consider my competitors. So my equivalents around the world, the other kind of YouTube experts, you know, I've just I've just landed recently from a conference in Texas that was run by one of my competitors. And one of my competitors is flying me out to LA to speak at his conference in, in a few weeks. So I've got a really great network and they're so collaborative you know, helping me to promote what I'm doing, helping to share what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm doing that in return to the, the products and services that they're offering, trying to do a lot of joint ventures, actually. So, you know, whether it's referring other people or getting other people to refer me. But outside of the kind of YouTube world, I'm trying to surround myself with as many people, people like you, Chris, that are that have either done it or they're they're working on it, but they're, you know, they're serious about it. They're, they're taking action because there are a lot of people I used to be one of them that can talk the talk. They've done all the research. They've read every book, but there's no substitute for people that are actually taking action. And that doesn't mean they have, they have to be super successful because, you know, even if you make a mistake, they've learned something, they've learned the hard way. And by sharing that information with them, I'm not going to make the same mistake they've made. You know, one of the most productive periods of the last few years was when I was in a really great mastermind with some really high level people. You know, they were way more advanced in business terms than me. But because they were all in the kind of YouTube space, I had kind of really expert knowledge that was valuable enough to them for them to kind of let me in, even though I was the kind of little rough upstart. So the power of masterminds, accountability groups is just so, so powerful. I'm also part of a few online memberships because I know that if I don't have someone holding me accountable, I'm just not going to take the same level of action otherwise. So, yeah, I. I would definitely recommend everyone look for some kind of either online community, real world mastermind group, meetup.com, whatever it might be. Just get someone who's going to hold you accountable to what to what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it would be remiss of me not to plug the inner circle at this point. So for anyone who's looking for that accountability, then we run the Escape the Rat Race Inner Circle group. And of course, we'd love to have you part of that with us. So final words, Tom. 
for anyone listening right now, they are squashed up on a train, maybe like you used to be on that trip into London every day, or they're stuck in a traffic jam and they really want to do something different. They know that there's greater things within them, but something's holding them back, probably fear. What would you like to say to them? Yeah, definitely is you need to stop wanting and start taking action. There's no substitute for just getting on with it. You can plan, you know, till you're blue in the face, but things will never be perfect. There'll never be a right time. There'll never be a good time. So just get on with it. Like start yesterday, you know, get started straight away. Whatever it is you're going to do, just get that website up. It's not going to be perfect straight away. Nothing you're going to do is going to be perfect straight away. But the good news is no one's watching at the start. Just take the plunge. It's not going to be great from day one, but it, it, it does get easier. It does get better. And once it's out there in the world, that weight is off your shoulders and then you can just put your energy into just making it work. So yeah, stop being an entrepreneur and, you know, dive in. <laughs> great stuff. Thanks a lot, Tom, for being a great escapee today on Escape the Rat Race Radio. Good luck with your business for the rest of 2018. And I look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Definitely. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, another inspiring story there from a member of the Escape the Rat Race community who made the decision to change, found the right people to support them in their learning and personal development, and then took action, which has now allowed them to sack their boss and live a life with more freedom, doing something they love. Now, if you would like to follow in their footsteps, then why not take your first step by either joining the Escape the Rat Race private Facebook group over at www.etrr.online forward slash Facebook, or by registering for my next webinar, where I will show you how to start putting together your very own escape plan. Now, to register for that webinar, just visit www.etrr.online forward slash your escape plan. So I'll be back next week with another episode of Escape the Rat Race Radio. And until then, see ya.